Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 105 of the podcast that was originally recorded on March 2nd of 2016. Some of the games I talked about for the week, we got back into a little Pathfinder Adventure card game, Wrath of the Righteous, got in a very long game of Kanban, and another game of Zaya Legends of Adrift System, which I just love. Played a little Shroud of the Avatar, of course some more Witcher 3 and a little bit of Gwent, and then some sorcery from Steve Jackson games. I also talked about a few of the games I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to the games. This is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and thanks for joining me for another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode 105. Thanks for joining me, and send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can join our Board Game Geek Guild. Just do a search for what I'm playing now and join us there for some chatting on our forums. On Twitter, just follow us at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Let's jump into some of the games I played for the week as I did have a good set of games played, although some of them are duplicates from what I played in the past couple of weeks. Nothing actually really new, so I'm not too sure how long the podcast is going to be this week. I played a lot of great games, but for some reason we were playing a lot of games that We've already played a lot, and I've, I've already talked about a lot, but let's let's go over everything real quick here and see what we have. So Sunday went down to my board game store. The past couple of weeks, we haven't done the Pathfinder Adventure card game. We had to push out our previous meeting a week, so we got together this past Sunday. We were continuing our season of The Righteous, and we actually knocked out, our, our group has shrunk down a little bit. It seems that a lot of people aren't really too thrilled, and I think I've talked about this on a previous podcast. A lot of people aren't really too thrilled with Wrath, Wrath of the Righteous. I think a lot of people are really looking for Rise of the Rune Lords. I know a couple of new characters have come out recently, and I'm actually trying to figure out which new character I want to play when we go to Rise of the Rune Lords. We had a quick discussion before actually starting our gaming this Sunday. Uh, one of the guys actually mentioned if maybe we wanted to Maybe just skip the rest of Wrath of the Righteous and kind of jump over to Rise of the Rune Lords. But one of the guys has never actually finished a full scenario set before. So the rest of us that were there said, okay, we'll we'll just knock this out. Hopefully over the next couple of play sessions, then we can get maybe a nice bigger group together and jump over to Rise of the Rune Lords. But we actually knocked out four scenarios, which is completely unheard of. Like I said, our group's pretty much less than half of what it had started off being originally. So it's a little easier when you have less people to knock out scenarios on a much faster basis. Plus, we're also just piling everything in dice just to make sure we have to we can finish everything in the first try but we knocked out 14b with a bit of a mind flip we knocked out 14c madness takes its toll we knocked out 14d time is fleeting and then we also knocked out 14e and the void would be calling I'd say all of these scenarios were pretty much probably about the same length. I'd say each one lasted us maybe about an hour or so not too much longer I wouldn't say any of these was any harder than the others. They all seemed about the same difficulty where we're at right now. I know my paladin right now is getting fairly well rounded out. With there being a smaller group, I'm getting a much better choice of loot. So I pretty much have, I think, most of my level 4 weapons as well as my level 4 spell. I got a really nice heal that's almost like what I would consider an AoE heal. It actually heals two people at one location, which is really nice to have. Uh, I think each of us that's playing has... a has at least one heal for ourselves. Uh, so with having so much healing in the group, as well as being able to 
do so much damage. I know my paladin is just a beast when it comes to fighting the monsters. Several of the villains that we had to fight were well over 30 in their total health that we had to destroy and we did that kind of easily i would say through throughout the four scenarios we played we're actually really i hate to say it we're not really reading too much of the scenarios ad, uh, adventure text and flavor text before and after the adventures we're kind of just jumping into the game knocking out the villain and moving on to the next one like i said i think i think right now my group is is kind of just going through the motions with the Wrath of the Righteous. Hopefully we can knock this, the rest of five and six out because we actually did finish four. So we're jumping into five and we actually have the box set up for five, which we're going to be doing this Sunday. So we're going to start five. So hopefully we can get through most of five. I don't think we'll be able to do all five scenarios because I believe five actually does has an, have an E scenario as well. I was looking earlier today or maybe yesterday when it was actually entering in all of the information in Apizel's website. I think I noticed that five does have an E. So I don't think we're going to be able to get through five scenarios but we should be able to get through four again so that may leave me a couple of more times of talking about wrath of the righteous before we get to basically rebuild the box for rise of rune lords and move my my token my my insert over to um the rise of the rune lords box which comes in which comes in very handy i must say if you don't have a broken token insert for the pathfinder adventure card game definitely definitely look into getting one it is a definitely worth it so but that's it for pretty much about pathfinder adventure card game wrath of the righteous we're going to try to this those of us that are left are going to try to just knock out the rest of the scenarios just move on to rise of the rune lords hopefully we can get our big group back together maybe we'll have two groups like we did with the start of wrath of the righteous i think rise of the rune lords should be should be rather interesting i really haven't taken a look at any of the scenarios i know i talked to the store owner last week he actually has them available for download he just hasn't downloaded and emailed those to me yet so i'm going to ask him to do that this week and maybe i'm going to start glancing through some of those scenarios and see what we have ahead of us so that's about it for pathfinder adventure card game and then i'm going to jump over to my thursday board game group meetup which i was able to go down to my local game store and have a real good time going we actually only played one board game this past thursday it was rather a heavy game it's a game i've talked about in the podcast before so like i said i've played I think pretty much everything on the podcast I've talked about before, other than under, under the what I want to play now section, but we're not going to jump too far ahead. Kanban is is a rather heavy worker placement game, and it's one of my one of my more favorite worker placement games. When a lot of people ask about this game, I basically tell them at a very high level, it's a worker placement game where you have one worker that you're going to place on your turn, but there's so much that you have to think about, especially when it comes to trying to just score the most points toward, you know, and, and, and obtain the most points, you know, by the end of the game. The game is, once you learn the game, it the, the board, which looks very daunting and very intimidating at first, makes perfect sense as far as the flow. We were playing with Sandra on the evil hard side, whatever you want to call her, evil Sandra. Um, so everybody starts off with 15 victory points during the first turn or two you are pretty much guaranteed to lose pretty much five victory points almost right off the bat it's possible that you could maybe only lose three or four if you actually get some training in some of the departments where she ends up but pretty much during the first couple of turns that she's going to be moving through some of the different departments when you're playing with her on hard it's it's almost inevitable for you to basically start getting closer to zero than actually jumping up above 15 as from where you start with your victory points. So if you have never played Kanban before, like I said, it's a worker placement game. Basically what you're doing on your turn, you're going to put your one worker in a different department of the actual automobile plant. You're basically playing a manager. And what you have to do is come up with the best strategy, basically figure out the best way that you can get components, get 
get components so you can actually possibly build upgrades to automobiles. You can get different plans for the automobiles as well. You then can use some of those parts to either upgrade the plans or actually push cars off of the assembly line onto the test track. From the test track, you can then purchase the cars as long as you have a plan available. So there's, like I said, there's a lot going on. I know I've talked about the game, this game in the past, so I'm not going to go into real too much details in regards to how the game plays. Maybe a little later on after I play it a couple of more times because it has been a while since I played it. So the first couple of turns, while I kind of was familiar with the moves, just actually remembering a good strategy for the game, I just... It just wasn't coming back to me till I was about halfway through the game because it's probably been well more than six months since I played this game. It is still one of my top favorite worker placement games. So if you do have a chance to play Kanban, hopefully you can have somebody that can really explain it to you in a good way. The owner of the store, I think he's, we've taught him, me and a couple other guys have kind of explained it to him and we've played it enough with him to where he actually has teaching this game to somebody down to a science. I was actually very impressed that in about 10-15 minutes he, we were able to actually get going while I was setting up the board game. He was explaining it to one new guy who had not played before and that gentleman actually did quite well, I will say, in his first playthrough of Kanban. He pretty much understood everything. Like me, since it had been so long since I had played and since he had never played, he really didn't have a strategy and I was trying to think of what type of strategy I wanted to go with. I was trying to mainly just make sure I was getting trained in some of the different departments and trying to bank at least five times so when Sandra was coming around I wasn't losing points. And I will say I think I concentrated on this a little too much. I think there were a couple of times on my turn where I probably should have used some of my bank time and just maybe lost a point or two during that turn, which is something that you can do. I kind of was just playing it a little too safe and I think I kind of need to take a little bit more chance when playing this game and really not worry about staying at five or above in bank time because I think I finished the game with about eight bank time and that's just a few extra turns and a few extra things I could have gotten actually used during my turn or during my turns to actually obtain some different build plans, some different components, possibly do a couple of more things to possibly just get me a few more victory points towards the end. I didn't do that bad in the game, but I didn't win. But it was still a lot of fun, and I will always enjoy playing Kanban. And I kind of actually want to play it again now since I just played it because I really want to try out a couple of different strategies now, which I really haven't been thinking about for a while. So that was Thursday night, and like I said, that was pretty much the only game we played on Thursday. I then got a call from the store owner on Saturday, I think it was, or maybe Friday, and we talked about maybe doing a Saturday board game afternoon day, which we did, and I brought Zaya down to the store. So we got in a five-player game of Zaya. We played to 10 points, and I will say Zaya is jumping to the top of my of my games that I really enjoy that I picked up recently list. It's it's definitely probably in one of my top 10 games, I'm thinking, easily, because it's just a lot of fun. Three of the people were new while I was setting up. Once again, the store owner was able to teach everybody. And I've seen a lot of people asking about this game on a couple of different forums or a couple of different uh, the Facebook groups that I'm in. You know, how do you teach somebody this game? It's a sandbox game. It's kind of confusing and a little daunting at first because there's just so much that you can do in the game. You know, it's, it's kind of hard just to describe people what to really do on your first turn because your first turn in Zaya can be a bit overwhelming. And I will say the easiest way we explained it to people, we kind of just gave them a brief overview of what the game was about. I explained to them all the different ways that you can actually obtain your fame points, which is what you're going for in that game, which are essentially victory points. 
And then the store owner basically kind of sat there and gave them a rundown of how the ships worked, how you're moving the different components onto your different outfits that you have onto your ship, how you can upgrade the different outfits on your ship, how you can upgrade your ship when you're on a planet. And we basically told them this is this is a true sandbox game. And I gave them, a, I, I kind of read through a couple of the examples that they give you in the book of ideas to use on builds for some of your for some of your ships when you're going through your first play, like what a pirate would do, what a merchant might do, what an explorer might do. And I said, those are some of the different kind of styles that are in this game. Maybe try to pick one and just kind of go with the flow and see what happens. And everybody seemed to really enjoy the game. Uh, the the family that we were playing with actually is a, it seems like they're really big into kickstarting and they actually hadn't kickstarted Zaya. And after we were done playing, they actually said that they really wished they had kickstarted Zaya. So I know this game's actually been getting quite a bit of play down at my local game store because like I said, um, last week after we had played, I think one of the guys that had played with us during my during our original playthrough went home and ordered the game immediately and then had taken it down to the Monday board game night and he was teaching it to more people. So this game's actually starting to see a lot of play play in my um, play group. And I'm really glad I was able to introduce it to the store and introduce it to a lot of the people that were down there. I'm really glad that I had a chance to actually play this game. It's in my collection. I love this game. If you haven't played Zaya yet, it is basically just a sandbox space game. So give it a shot and I can guarantee you will definitely like Zaya. All right, we're going to jump over to a couple of computer games now. Of course, I've been spending a little bit of time in Shroud of the Avatar. I haven't spent too much time in Shroud this past week. I've leveled up a little bit. I think I'm in my 30s now as far as levels go. At first, when I kind of started out playing with this new patch, I wanted to do a little bit more of the storyline and kind of test through that stuff. But then with us being possibly just four to five, four to six months away from actual launch of the game, I didn't want to spend too much time with the story because I really don't want to play through the story that many times. So I kind of pulled back after doing several quests and I kind of just stuck to kind of leveling my mage which I'm really enjoying I think last week I, I mentioned I switched over to chainmail armor that seems to be helping out somewhat I'm definitely not as squishy as I was before but when I do get a couple of mobs around me I I tend to need to walk away very quickly if things get a little too heated and not necessarily that's that's not necessarily just from the fire that I'm laying down on the ground and burning them with but still having a good time with shroud of the avatar probably playing a little bit more this weekend and leveling up a little bit more I'd like to get a little bit more into crafting and start doing some of the different crafting with the wands and possibly some armor. We'll see how much time I get a chance to spend with that because most of my weekend, when I am in front of the computer, I seem to be playing more Witcher 3. I am I can't remember how many hours I am into Witcher 3. I think I'm around level 16, almost 17 now. In Witcher 3, I finished several more different little missions and story parts to the game. Still having a lot of fun with this game. One of the missions I played actually... I was able to obtain several rare Gwent cards, and I kept telling myself while playing this game, I'm not going to get into Gwent too much. I really didn't want to just kind of load up Witcher 3 and sit here playing a card game of Gwent over and over again. But after I got those rare cards and I kind of wanted to start doing a little bit of deck building, I'm starting to go around to the different vendors and just purchasing up all the Gwent cards that I can. And I'm not really too sure how I feel about that. I feel kind of dirty, and it was a part of the game I really didn't want to go down because I really don't want to spend too much time with it. So I'm playing a game of Gwent every now and then. I'm trying not to go too deep into that rabbit hole. I'd kind of like to get maybe more of the story done and closer and level up more and just get, get further along with the story before I really just maybe going to Gwent a little bit more than what I am right now. So I'm definitely going to have to try to budget my time between um, leveling, doing missions and stuff, and, and playing a card game of Gwent here and there. I may have to actually read a couple of guides on some of the best ways to build decks and some of the different cards that are available that are out there because it seems like it seems 
seems like they've actually put quite a bit of time into this little card game, and I can I can see why people have become kind of addicted to it and why it's rather a big thing in this game. And I know I had mentioned in some earlier podcasts, I, I kept telling myself I'm not going to play this. But like I said, once I finished that mission where I got a couple of really good cards, I said, you know what, let's actually use these cards now since I have them. So while I'm, I'm not really too sure how I actually feel about it, it's, it's something I'm probably just going to have to go through and just deal with, so... I'm still enjoying Witcher 3. I'm probably only about half the way into the time as for as much as I played Fallout 4, so I still can't say that this game is better than Fallout 4. Right now it feels like it is, but I definitely want to actually put enough time in there, get to the more of the closer to the end of the storyline before I start making any true comparisons between those two games and then really give a, a good true feeling of how how you know what I feel about both of those games so and then I was playing a little bit of Steve Jackson's sorcery I was actually playing my steam version the other day and I had been playing this on my phone for quite a bit and I kind of remembered the story and the path that I took on my phone so when I was playing on the desktop version I actually tried to go a little different of a route I died a couple of times last night when I was actually playing the game which made me laugh it's nice that you can actually rewind it's it's kind of so funny because growing up there were just so many of those choose your own adventure books that you would sit there and you would kind of hold your finger into several different spots in the book and look ahead and if you died you'd go back to another go back to a previous page and then choose a different path which this is essentially letting you do which I think is pretty cool the combat's kind of interesting I remember there was one adventure book that I had choose your own adventure book where you actually had hit points that you had to keep track of and you rolled your combat doing a six-sided dice well in the sorcery game you're not using six-sided dice you can actually choose to whether be doing a full-out attack a middle attack or maybe just defending depending on what type of attack your opponent's doing is how much damage is actually going to get through to either you or how much you're going to hit your opponent for so there's a little bit of strategy I guess you could say in there but the story is actually pretty cool I like the spell casting and a lot of the things you can do in that game and I I think I just like the story and it's just it's kind of just really reminiscent of the choose your own adventures from when I was just younger and I in, I just adored those books so much as a, as a child being able to relive some of those kind of like in a digital type format on my computer it's kind of just really interesting right now so I'm having a good time with that game still and I'll probably be talking about that one for a little while coming coming up in some podcasts because I have not finished either the phone version or my steam version of the game and I'm still in just adventure one and I know on the computer I have both adventure one and adventure two so still have a little bit of ways to go through for that one and that is about it for the games I played for the week let's jump over to a few of the things I want to play now so one of the things I picked up when I was down at my game store that I had been looking at and online and a couple of different watching a couple of different videos I think I watched Rado's run through of this game um, and I was really stoked when I saw it down at my local game store because I wasn't sure that he actually had gotten in any copies of the game and that's a game called Valeria Card Kingdoms so this game can probably be best attributed or reminiscent of Machi Koro in this game, you're going to have a tableau of cards that are set out in front of you. The top row is monsters, the next two row are citizens, and the bottom row is going to be different locations that you can actually obtain throughout the game. I'm not going to go into too much of an explanation of the game right now because I've only gone through a solo playthrough and I did that last night. And I will say I really enjoyed it. The game does have a little bit more to it than Machi Koro because there's actually what I would call probably three different forms of currency. Having that monster track also to gain victory points as that's the name of the game is also a little bit different than Machi Koro. But so far, it just seems really interesting, and I'm having a pretty good time with it. I think the, in reading through Board Game Geek, the actual solo playthrough rules and the way you can win the game by trying to defeat all the monsters, which is one of the ways you can win, is pretty much going to be virtually impossible, I think, because the only way you can do that is if you don't 
actually lose any of the cards from any of the the decks below the monsters which is going to take a lot of luck so i have a feeling it's going to take quite a few solo playthroughs to possibly complete the game in that way but there's other ways you can win because there is a victory point way you can win because they kind of give you kind of like a dummy um, fill-in player that you have to put cards on and you have to total up points at the end of the game and see who actually won and it, it it's really interesting i can't really I'm, I'm really kind of excited to actually get this down to the game store tomorrow and actually play this i've talked to a couple of different people i know one guy down at the store actually kickstarted it but we had never played his copy so i picked it up i have all my cards sleeved i am ready to go I've read through the rules a couple of times, watched a video, played through that solo run through. So I think I have the rules down pretty good. I'm ready to just get a game of this in already. So I can't, I can't wait to get down to the game store tomorrow and throw this one under the table and see how it goes. Hopefully everybody likes it. And hopefully we actually play this one a couple of times tomorrow. So we have a good, I can have a good, good discussion on this one next week. One of the other things I would like to spend a little bit more time with maybe over the weekend, if I can pull myself away from Witcher 3 is maybe get into Tabletopia a little bit more. Ever since I joined, I've really only played the one or two games on there so far. And I've kind of just done those solo. I really haven't had a chance to go on there and really meet anybody and have a nice talk with anybody and get in there and play some good tabletop games on there. So I'd kind of like to maybe sit down and really get a really good game of that in this weekend if I can, maybe something on Tabletopia. And then one other tip I'd like to give to everybody, I think last week I had mentioned Humble Bundle had the Pathfinder role-playing game where you can get um, a lot of the PDFs available for a very, very good price. Today, they just released the Humble Bundle Pathfinder comic bundle, which I've already purchased and I can't wait to read. The comics are something from the Pathfinder universe that are that I've been interested in. And when I saw that out on Humble Bundle and the group of comics you can get for 15 bucks, considering some of the money's going to charity, it was a no-brainer to purchase that immediately. So if you are a Pathfinder comic reader, if you're looking maybe for some comic reading on the go, check out Humble Bundle. You can get from what I can tell, a good majority of the Pathfinder comics out there, and it sounds like more are going to be added. I, Like I said, I threw down the $15 immediately, didn't even think twice about it. I had wanted to collect the comics recently, and my one local comic store actually didn't have it in. They said that there just wasn't enough of a, of a call for that comic. He said he was able to order it for me, but I told him, nah, that's all right. I would have rather just kind of bought them all at one time, and lo and behold, I was able to do that, but in a digital format, which is fine because I have boxes of comics behind me that I really haven't touched in years, so I really don't need to add to those. So digital format for being able to read these and see these is going to be good for now. So if you're looking for comics, check that out under Humble Bundle, and that is going to be it for this podcast. Everybody, thanks for joining me. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. Join our guild on Board Game Geek. Search for What I'm Playing Now on Board Game Geek, and you will see us there. We have a guild. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining me for another week of the podcast. Go out there, play some games. Have a great week, and don't forget to always let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining me. Bye-bye.